When there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Welcome back, listeners, to the Liberation Frequency Podcast Zombie Apocalypse Special. This is part two. We are now going to be talking to some experts in the field of how to survive a zombie apocalypse. With me now in the studio, I have Professor Collicott of the Institute of Zombie Studies in London. Good evening. I have Dr. Bernice Watson of the Australasian Zombie Think Tank. It's good to be here, Dennis. And Reverend O'Reilly of the Interface Zombie Integration Team, more commonly known as IZIT. Howdy. Right. Okay, so how do you survive a zombie apocalypse? Professor Collicott, you have studied this for quite some time. Where do we start? Okay, I would like to pose some searching questions to the group. I want to put our minds together. And starting with the topic of refuge. How would you keep yourself safe in a zombie apocalypse? Now, starting off with, if you're in a typical town, with all the town has to offer, which building do you choose to take refuge in and why? The options are a church, a town hall, a supermarket, a hardware store, stroke garden centre, a pub, or something else. Gavin? Um, if those were my only options, then it would be supermarket, because I think I'd have the widest array of potential weapons and food. Um, if I was in a coastal town or close to one, or even if I wasn't because I've thought about this, I would go to a lighthouse if I could. You've got a high vantage point, you can get to sea. I'd scout around and see if I can get a boat if I need to properly leave land. I um, would also make sure I have a rope ladder in case they did get in and I actually needed to get out. Um, yeah, those, that would be my, my first choice would be a lighthouse. Okay, same question to Bernice. Out of the choices given, I would, I would probably choose the supermarket just because the, the food and the medical supplies. But obviously... Uh, that seems to be a, a logical choice and everybody's going to be going for it. So you might have a fight on your hands with the other human survivors. At mm. other points where I've I've considered the zombie apocalypse, which I have to admit I have extensively, I've often thought uh, sort of in a high-rise apartment building might be a good way to go where you can build barriers and hidey holes and a sort of a warren, a maze-like sort of area where you can get away and, and, and drop walls or traps behind you? I think the garden centre would have your best <clears throat> options of survival. First of all, you've got the best weapons. You've got motor mowers. Come on. You know, <laughs> motor mowers. That's, that's going to be great, right? Secondly, you've got all sorts of flammable stuff that you, and hoses. You could make flamethrowers, all kind of interesting gear there. Lots of blunt instruments as yep. well. Most importantly, though, in the garden centre and, you know, garden household centre, you know, your home base, whatever... You've got the ability to grow and eat food, the plants and stuff, which is very important. Where are you going to get your food source from in a lighthouse? Fish. That's have quite a long rod. Yes. Seaweed. Oh, you know, you could go down. I mean, we're presuming that the bottom of the lighthouse is not surrounded by zombies into yeah. the ocean, are we? Well, hoping. Yeah. We're hoping. hoping. That. We're hoping. The only problem, really, with the garden centre is it's going to be difficult to fortify, I think. Now, our... Liberated regulars sent some suggestions in. Mervyn Charles says, police station, 
limited access to the stations, barred windows, thick internal walls, holding cells, snacks, weapons, vehicles, and communication equipment. Very logical, very logical. Franz Joseph Richards says a church would be a good call. You've got catacombs, you've got high windows, you've got uh, heavy wooden doors, you've got the you've got a bell tower or two, for, you know, you can go up and pick off rambling zombies, you can create little patches of, uh, you know, growing food and stuff outside, quite, quite smart. Giuseppe says the cemetery would be a good one because living dead have gone and you could grow plants in the graves that have been left behind, which I think is quite a, mm. quite a clever plan. See, the most interesting one that seems to have been left out, that no one came back with is the uh, prison, which I'm surprised, because that's quite a common one, or a military silo. Now, I guess the availability of those two things aren't exactly going to be, you know, top ten on the list of things that a civilian is going to stumble across, but you would have thought, if you can deal with the undead threat within the prison, then that would have probably the most benefits in terms of safety. You would have thought that within a prison... You know, there's potentially place to grow vegetables. There's potentially good stocks of food. It could be safe from the uh, the threat of the zombies. Bernice? Um, something I think that gets dealt with, certainly with regards to the prison in Walking Dead and also uh, in other zombie films, the mall supermarket idea, mm. is that the more outwardly attractive the place that you take refuge, the more likely you are to be attacked by another group of humans to try and get to it. So in some ways, when you're choosing your place to take refuge, you need to be careful that you don't pick somewhere which is just screamingly attractive. Yeah, you've got to be quite original. Yeah, you, you're right. Um, in, in the book um, I'm reading at the moment, they hole up in a military silo, and in the end, um, I think that well, they've already had several other groups of humans trying to take it off them, so... Yeah, very valid point. So, moving on, um, no pun intended, obviously uh, you can pretty much only hole up somewhere for so long before you either have to move on to get uh, more food, more resources, or wherever you are staying does eventually get overrun. So, if any of us were trying to get away from places with high populations... Uh, how would you choose to travel? Which routes would you take? Um, I.e., would you go the route of the sewers? Would you go on the presumably now abandoned underground rail system and tunnels? Would you go on the open road? Uh, which route would you travel? Uh, Dennis, starting with you. Well, to be honest, it's going to be the open road. I don't, I, if, and I can say this from our um, liberated regulars, pretty much everybody said the open road. Why would you go into... First of all, in, in the t any tunnels or sewers, you're going to need light, right? To, okay. you, so whatever light you bring with you is going to run out sooner or later, right? You can't see anything coming, and they probably can see you. You've got the possibility in tube tunnels that the tube rails may still be active, and you can step on a third rail, you might get hit by an oncoming train, you just don't know what's come up ahead. Whereas on the open roads, you can see them coming... You know, you've got hours of daylight if it's the Iron Legend type zombies. And definitely, definitely the open road. See, one problem I have with that is if you're walking on the open road and you end up on a bridge or overpass or somewhere that's obviously high ground that you physically can't get off without falling to, well, probably your death either side, 
and you then get surrounded you know you get um flanked by zombies because you got to remember there's so many cars that are likely to have you know so many pile-ups and so many people who would have dead and risen presumably in their vehicles that's the only problem i have with the open road but but saying that you've got the opportunity to get a car and mow people down plus where else are you going to drive your motorbike <laughs> awesome also that scenario is saying that you're actually sticking to the road it could be any open space for you to drive on I don't mm. think you need to follow the rules of the road so closely in the so apocalypse maybe a four wheel drive then yeah I thought uh, dirt bikes if there was a lot of cars like you say if people had been trying to get out of the city and so there were just cars nose to tail the whole way out of London for example dirt bikes yeah but you're very exposed and you can only carry so much so then I thought Maybe a ute with dirt bikes on the back, and you could see how far you could get. And if you get stuck, you a get what? a ute. Oh, is that a is that a Kiwi thing? Is it uh, a a, ba- a car with a flat bit at the back? Oh, truck, pickup truck, pickup truck. Okay, a pickup truck with um, dirt bikes. So you go as far as you can. If you get completely utterly stuck, you get the bikes down off the back put your backpacks on and you continue on on two wheels oh, interesting hmm. what have our intrepid readers got to say about the subject don't Tim Mehmet says the open road only because I'd probably get lost and die if I crawl into any kind of dark tunnel Dave Cook the river obviously zombies will dissolve in the Thames <laughs> <laughs> one other of course is uh, helicopters if you can get to one and you know how to fly one. I was, I was going to mention this. Giuseppe Di Chiara writes, Of course, if someone in your party has a pilot's license, then that's your best option. A private airport with a helicopter pilot is a, is a great and scenic escape route. Flying over the burning city as the horde rampages through the remains of several thousand years of civilization, destroying it in a matter of hours. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, how poetic. What a, what a great way to escape. If we're talking ideal vehicles, I think a hovercraft would be pretty tempting. Because if you get over land on sea, but I'm not sure where I get one. How, how fast is a hovercraft anyway? How, how fast do they move? Fast, do they I motor? Think. It depends on the size of them. But yeah, you can get some pretty. You, quick could, ones. you could nip around quite nicely. So. Can I just add to that that hmm. Franz Joseph says? Let's be clear: the motorways do lend themselves as a fertile foundation for lawless Mad Max type enclaves. But that's a different career option. Should being a ringleader of inner city survivors get boring? <laughs> so are we agreed then that definitely open road or definitely getting outdoors not tunnels sewers and then we're talking probably better than cars boats helicopter solar powered hovercraft solar powered hovercraft <laughs> <laughs> okay so just to be a bit more specific you've got to get out of the city so the open road option within a city is probably not going to be available to you so what would you do in that in that instance you've got to get out of the city you're in the city how what is the safest way or the most logical way to actually escape the city obviously once you're out then then you can hit the open road or get a helicopter so what you're asking is i wake up tomorrow in central london there's zombies everywhere where do i go from there well that's just a typical day in london really (laughs) yeah actual sorry flesh-eating zombies oh right let's be more specific yes okay otherwise it's just a rush hour yeah Yeah, pretty much was it was it not toby who said the rush hour in london is like swimming upstream with a bunch of moody fish (laughs) 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 Hmm. 
So, so yeah, so how would you do it then? Because again, you wouldn't have the option of the road. And see, are we specifically London? Because it would depend. On, it would depend on the city. Yeah. So if it was New York, I would, depending on how desperate I was, start seriously thinking about you know a career as someone like Daredevil, Batman, or Spider Man, and think about line slinging. If it was London, on the other hand, I would try, try and make my way, and this is in total contrast to what I just said. I would try and make my way to the little-known underground railway network that belongs to the post office. Well, now we all know. So there goes that plan. Nice one. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, when, I th- when, when you just posed that question, I thought of myself in New York for no particular reason. And I was thinking about um, tops of buildings, um, because they all have the fire escapes generally, don't they? Mm. So you could scale and move along, I think, quite a lot of space. Yeah. This, this does sort of presume up front that you're kind of agile strong and this is the floor in my superhero line slinging thing you know I, I cast a line jump off a building and end up a street pizza <laughs> see I want to counter and I don't know really why I'm defending this as an option because it isn't an option I'd probably take but if you think about the sewers and the underground was specifically the sewers yeah, okay, the open road is a logical choice for escaping, but the sewers are probably going to have the least people, the least population of people down there, as pro- possibly the underground, depending on what sort of time, you know, how this actually occurred. So I would say that the sewers might actually be a good option because you've got to think of a zombie apocalypse in terms of it breaks out, there are people, where are the populations most centred? And it's unlikely that you're going to have hundreds of people in a sewer infected. I mean, and... No, you might be infected just by something else. (laughs) Yeah. Well, true. I choose death by zombie. But I I think to get out of the city, you, you would probably... I think the rooftops is a great shout, but I think you'd probably need to get underground... I don't think I don't think you could just walk through the centre of. See, another possible route would be the, would be the Grand Union Canal, or the Regent's Canal, because it's not actually that wide. It's wide enough that you know if you fell if you fell in, you could swim. You know, it's literally like the width of this of this of the studio, isn't it? Mm. Um, so two or three meters. Yeah, a few a few meters wide, but probably too wide for your typical zombie to get across. You know, you've, your water is flat, so you don't have to deal with a current or a tide or whatever. It goes all over the place, mm-hmm. it ends up in, in the river. That might be a good way out. I think, I think it's an interesting question because it's all very well to have these grand plans, you know. I would have a dirt bike, which I would jump over the zombies, <laughs> you know. But in reality, if I, as I say, woke up, went to the window, saw zombies in the street, what I would most likely do is panic. Mm. I would sit in my house and I would cry. <laughs> that would be that would be my first reaction. And and realistically, I don't even know where the nearest entrance to the sewers from my front door is. Do you know what? To be honest, neither do I. Do you? No. Do you? No. I think in New York it's a bit more obvious, but yeah, in London that's a bit trickier. Yeah. And even and even if I tried to make it to my nearest underground station, th- I would still have to make it at least three or four blocks through streets, presumably swarming with zombies if I tried to make it across the rooftops I could get up to the rooftop on my flat but I would make it to the end of the block and then that would be it and then I have to get down onto (laughs) said street swarming with the undead Uh, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm coming up short here. I would really, <laughs> I guess my best option would be to try and, and hotwire a car. I have no idea how to hotwire a car. Um, and plow my way. Do I think your best bet from where you live would be to head to the river? Yeah. See, I think the thing about our discussion is we're kind of pretty much accepting that it's all kicked off, it's all happened, there was very little warning, where I think, I would hope that everyone here would start seeing the signs and therefore try and get out early or try and take action earlier than this. Because you'd, you'd think nowadays, well, you, you there'd be surely something on the news, like in Asia they've... Uh, They've identified an unknown virus, which is, uh, or you know, there's some kind of quarantine area somewhere in the world. I think everyone sat here, um, and probably <laughs> the majority of the listeners, would immediately, alarm bells would start ringing. Just like when I saw that thing about a new strain of E. coli, I thought, hmm, this is exactly how <laughs> most zombie films start. Okay, so moving on to the next kind of slightly emotive question of you can't save em all. Basically, uh, you find the virus has gone airborne and is causing the dead to rise and feed on the living. You have 24 hours to decide what to do. Who would you try and save and where would you go? Bernice, kick us off. Well, I, I'm, I'm sort of fortunate and unfortunate in this situation because I only know a very limited number of people in London. So obviously my first priority would be my partner, Shane. Um, followed, I guess, by my two close friends who I live with, uh, and and of course the Liberation Frequency crew. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd look Aww. for you guys. This uh, is lovely. I know, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. On the flip side, it would be very distressing not knowing whether the zombie apocalypse was also taking place back home in New Zealand. Um, I presume international phone calls would be probably out of the question. So well, I would, the internet would probably be up for a few hours. Yeah, so I would have no idea what <laughs> was happening to my family. <laughs> 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 Dear mum, zombie apocalypse has happened. Hope you are good. Kiss. <laughs> LOL. LOL. OMG. Zombie. I feel a bit bad now because I was going to talk about who I wouldn't save and I basically wouldn't save you guys. I wouldn't bring you with me. I wouldn't say, well, first of all, I wouldn't try and save Bernice because you've already admitted you'd be completely useless in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> you'd be in the corner crying, you can't fire a gun, you wouldn't know what to do, you don't even know where the interests of the sewers are. Well, I think you guys are overrating your own abilities <laughs> here. At least I'm honest. But the thing is, Bernice did kick ass in the Facebook... You're damn right. ...how to survive a zombie apocalypse quiz okay that might bring you a couple of points i wouldn't save you dan simply because i would have to listen to you incessantly going on about i told you so i told you so i told you so it's true i to be honest i probably would save gavin because he's quite handy with a needle and thread (laughs) (laughs) sort those layers (laughs) that's that's right clothes so they can't get to skin he can stitch up wounds there's going to be a lot of limbs being sewed back on that kind of thing I think it's more a case of who are you not going to save than who you are going to save. Really. It's like the classic scenario, playing crashes in the, in the mountains, you're eventually going to resort to cannibalism. Do you keep the butcher and the chef till last, or do you get rid of them first? Okay, well, I'll, I'm going to specify a little bit more detail in this question, 
because you're unlikely to be with your loved ones at the time. So do you jeopardise your own safety for theirs? Bear in mind, say, you're at work when it happens and the person you're most likely to save, your loved one, is 15, I'd say on average 10, 15 miles away from where you work. Do you then try and get home to save them or your family or a loved one, whoever, do you stick at where you are? I mean, do you, what, what kind of parameters do you deal in? Anyone? I ho- hate to sound like a hopeless romantic, but I would try to find Shane. It would be the first thing on my mind. This is why I wouldn't save her. She would not just be focused in the here and now. Rubbish. The um, liberated irregulars, just one in particular, because when this came up, it caused all manner of debate. Uh, Matthew Cooling would definitely save his cats. Now, first thing someone said was, why on earth would you do that? Well, I thought about it. I think I would, I would like to have a cat with me. I think they're you know, quite useful animals to have around because they have got such a keen sense of self-preservation. Dogs cannot be trusted to guard you, I don't think. You know, they might go sniffing up to someone. They'll, you know, a dog will go and pandy to anyone. You might you know, give them a stroke or throw them a bone. Something so dogs can smell them coming. Dogs dogs have got the most heightened sense of smell. Dogs think... are loyal, which is yeah, more than you can say for a cat. The cat's just gonna wander off and but how do you know if the, if the dog became a zombie he wouldn't go for you? See I would fancy my chances against a cat. But what what? You're saying if a cat became a zombie it wouldn't go for you? Well it would, but I fancy my chances against it. You oh I see. Oh right. Okay, but ruling out the prospect, let, let's say that this uh, it doesn't go into species; it sticks to humans. I would have thought a dog, particularly a quite loyal, big, vicious dog, is going to be more useful to you, especially if you're on the move, than a cat. I mean, you can't put a cat on a lead. Actually, I saw someone. With I've a cat seen. On the I've lead seen people yesterday. try. It's hideous. <laughs> no, I saw it yesterday. <laughs> it's quite odd. Okay, you can, but it's fairly wrong. They don't like it. The cat did okay. not like it. I mean, yeah, you can pick up and carry a cat, Kevin. Uh, I think it's situation dependent. If I had an ideal, I'd want to have several potential couples because everybody says there's got to be one couple. But if if they start to repopulate the world, it's going to become inbred very fast. <laughs> yeah, very, very fast. <laughs> you need a little bit of a selection. <laughs> well, can, well, can I just ask you, I'm not trying to be funny here, can you be relied on to repopulate the world? Oh, I'd give it a good go. <laughs> <laughs> good man I do it okay. for the team you take one for I the team I beg of England <laughs> okay. Hmm. okay so again sorry Gav to cut you off but uh, moving on a friend a loved one or a family member is bitten you don't know how long he or she has got left before they turn and start to threaten you or the entire group of survivors you're with so do you Leave it till the person turns, then kill them. Kill them now. Let them turn and restrain them in the hope of finding a cure. Maybe feed them bits of others you kill as you go. Or keep them as a pet and teach them human tricks. How do you deal with an infected amongst you? Benice. Interestingly, I think it was this question in the Facebook quiz that got me such a high score because in that quiz I was ruthless. I said, the minute you're bitten... Shoot Dead. in the face, that's it. But in reality, actually, uh, I think I would go for let them live out the remainder of their ordinary life and then once they turn, kill them then. 
Okay, Gav? Um, I think that's probably uh, the most likely eventuality for me as well, but it would be dependent on the wishes of the infected. If they wanted to be killed straight away, then that's what I would do. Okay. I, I'm somewhat inspired by Mervyn's answer to this out of the uh, liberated regulars. Mervyn says he would offer them he would offer them the chance to kill themselves and then kill them if they didn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> so so there you go, everyone. Don't hang around with Merv. Um, I also thought um, Giuseppe's answer was quite inspired. Um, he says he would pull out their teeth and nails, glue mittens onto their hands and teach them to serve his friends drinks as he sat on a balcony overlooking a post-apocalyptic world in the dying embers of a glorious sunset. Another trick is to force them to go around on all fours so that he could, they could be mounted and ridden giddy-up horsey around the streets of the new world. Remind me not to hang around with him either. <laughs> <laughs> Shit got weird. Yeah, that's. A don't odd. think he'd last long. To be fair, <laughs> can I just add? Dave Cook says he'd probably leave them. It would probably improve them. <laughs> oh, harsh. Oh, yeah, he's, he's got some issues. Is your mate? <laughs> okay, so again, inside the mindset of the zombie, you've been bitten. Uh, you wake up with an intoxicating and fueling hunger. Everyone else's life is an insult to you. Your anger is building. You stumble into a hall and it's full of your family, friends and strangers. You must feed. Who do you feed on? Or do you try and fight it? Well, can I just say that, aside from the zombie apocalypse, I already have broken everybody down into a recipe anyway. (laughs) Everyone has, you know, know, I I know exactly how I would cook and eat pretty much everybody. I'm a little uncomfortable right now. Yes, and so you should be. So chances are, I'm going to give it to hunger. I mean, look at me, guys. I'm, I'm not known for my abstinence. When it comes to food, ravaging hunger, you guys are all in trouble because I can run pretty damn fast as well. Definitely. So that, that's me. I, would, I think I would definitely, definitely give in. Bernice, okay. Let, let, let's just make this a bit more specific because uh, you, you've already said that you would go all out to save your boy, as you put it. Okay, so basically, you turn, he's next to you, you've got to eat. There's no other choice, you've got to eat. What would you do? Well, I'm a little uh, confused about the question, because it seems to imply that I'm in the process of turning. Because I thought that zombies are sort of mindless killers, so either I, I'm a zombie or I'm not. Because if I'm in the process of turning, then my, my, my answer to your question would be, I would alert him to that fact, so that he could restrain me in some way until I actually turn and then, like the previous question, he could put me down. But if I've already turned, then I don't care and there's no choice. I, you know, I'm a zombie. Well, I guess this is presuming this is, this is the whole kind of... Because there's so much zombie fiction now which is from the point of view of the zombie and tries to imply that it's almost like a rebirth of consciousness. Um, obviously, what's going on... That's pretty deep, Dan. I know. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> So obviously, physically, what's going on is looks fairly primeval and ridiculous, but what what's going on in the head could be quite a different matter. So if you're if if you basically know, but it seems like what you're asking is, I'm a zombie. I have to feed. I have only one choice, which is I have enough remaining willpower <laughs> to either warn Shane or not. Do I warn him? That's what you've asked. <laughs> yes. So my answer is, I would warn him. You would. You think you'd fight? You love him so much. You would give him. I would try to at least just the warning. Just curiosity. And then would he do the same? I have no idea. You'll have to ask him. You don't know the answer. That means he wouldn't. 
I'm just going to ring him now. But no, but basically you're saying it's, it's starvation. It, you're, you're sacrificing yourself. You're starving yourself. Well, and I presume that once I said I've been zombified <laughs> and I'm going to eat you, that he would then shoot me or and that would be the end of it. So, Okay. Gavin? Um, I'm not sure it's quite as clear cut as that because you start going into survival mode. So as much as I'd like to say... I would warn somebody and get them to kill me. I probably wouldn't. And I'd probably be sizing up the big fatty in the corner. <laughs> I'm guessing that your first question would be whether I'd turned yet or not. <laughs> so I'm eating something big. <laughs> That's my first human meal. But I think we've been a bit unfair on Bernice because we've kind of made her in a room with shame when she turned. Whereas I was actually trying to say, the point I was trying to make was if you've got your family and friends there, You've basically got to do a popularity list. The irregulars. Most of them, most, most people, it would seem, would give in to their, um, yeah, you know, would, would give in to their desires and would just eat everyone that was around. But I think, <laughs> I think the most interesting Be a way to go. Uh, um, answer comes from Dave Cook. He says, this question presupposes that the essence of self will survive the transformative effect of zombification, which I kind of doubt. If it by some miracle does, then I'm sure I will be a sensitive and somewhat ironic zombie with my own sitcom. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Okay, right. The penultimate question for the zombie apocalypse podcast is the military have killed the zombies. They've put down the majority... You are a scientist, obviously, and find a medical lab where all this shit started. Amongst the lab that are the vials, one is an antidote, one is the virus itself. So do you, in this scenario, give the antidote to the authorities, sell the antidote to the authorities, destroy the antidote but sell the virus to an evil corporation... Give or sell the antidote, but keep the virus and try and see what else you could do with it in terms of research and anyway, or give both to the authorities. Bernice? I think I would give the antidote to the authorities, being a a good law-abiding citizen, uh, and I would destroy the virus. Okay. Boring answer, but... A good answer. And this is why she's not going to survive. (laughs) It's not what Facebook says. (laughs) Facebook will be the first to go. (laughs) I have no other (laughs) Gav, you're burning to say something. Um, Well, my first understanding... I I think I misunderstood the question. Um, The zombies are gone. Yeah. At this point. They're, they're, They're being controlled. Oh, okay, then I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel obliged to give it away, so I'd sell it. I'd sell both. Well, good answer. See, I'm a bit torn, um, and again, I'm inspired by by Mervin's answer in that he would take the antidote for himself. Now, but I'm a bit torn here because I thought about that, um, and if I took the antidote and then destroyed the virus or sold the virus or whatever, that would make me the antidote. That would blind me up to be dissected by science. So on the one hand, I'd be ensuring my survival, but on the other hand, I'd be, you know, I'd be, I'd be as much sought after. So that could work a number of ways. I could sell my blood, you know, I could 
procreate and my line would be genetically the strongest because it'd be immune to the zombies. So, you know, millions of, of, of women who had not been infected would want to ensure that their progeny came from me. So I'd have a constant source of whooping, right? But at the same time, at the same time, I'd, I'd constantly be looking over my shoulder because I'd never know when I was just going to get chloroformed, dragged into the back of a van, and I'd end up as a lap rat. So it's a very difficult Doesn't that one. happen to you most mm. weekends? It happens to me often. Yeah. Uh, yes, it does. But normally I pay for the privilege. Yeah, true. The, so I'm not sure what I would do here. I think I would probably, I would certainly destroy the virus. That's for sure. It's just I don't know what I'd do with the antidote. Um, I think I was working on the basis that um, the antidote would be able to be replicated. Not that there is one batch, and that is all. Can I just um, tell you what the uh, the uh, liberated regulars had to say on this? I'm a little bit scared about what Mervyn's <laughs> going to say. Well, he said take the antidote for himself and then destroy the vi- virus. Um, the, um, FJ says, the, uh, assuming that most of his planned a- antics had come to fruition, he'd like to think that he was... Um, his, you know, his well-slept appearance, his well-kept shelter in his church and his gun store and everything had propelled him to an excellent leadership position and hence um, he'd be able to dole out the cure himself while keeping the virus for himself. The world revolves around power in the end. So, so he would hold the world to ransom? But pretty much, yeah. I mean, he's dressing up here, but that's basically... Can I ask, <laughs> does he work for a pharmaceutical company? It's interesting you say that because he was the CEO of a pharmaceutical division of one of the world's largest pharmaceuticals for a while. Uh, Matthew Cooling says, destroy all, the world's population needs thinning out, let nature take its course. He does have a point. He does have a point mm-hmm. there. Um, Dave Cook says, uh, did he miss an option i.e. Um, keep them both and hold the world to ransom? So that's another, another popular um, answer there. So it's and, definite power theme. Yeah. Um, ben Casey says that he doesn't trust the government or authorities or anything, so he just keep both for himself anyway. He also has a point. Yes. Mm. And in, in fact, the more I read through these, and Nicholas says the same thing, the evil corporation is the way to go forward. I think that would be uh, quite problematic for the world. That was the penultimate question. I'm now going to go in with the ultimate question. And the ultimate question is... You've got a choice of two weapons, machete or shotgun. Which is it going to be? Dan. Well, I would always say machete. Okay. Gavin? Machete. Bernice? Machete. Why machete, Gavin? Uh, Just simply uh, reuse of the weapon. Uh, Shotgun, you have to carry ammo for it to have its most effect. Not that you can't club people around the head with it. But a machete would still be more effective for swinging at a zombie. Okay, um, Dan? Um, I think because the idea, well, it depends what type of zombies, but um, even if slow, shambling zombies, if you get cornered, um, then you need something that's, that you can hack your way out of a uh, close proximity situation. Again, already Gav's covered the main reason, but I think also the range issue you know you, you need to fight your way out of a situation a shotgun by the time you've actually thinking of the length of a shotgun you're probably not going to be able to even get it in front of your face in time to shoot it if there's hundreds of zombies bearing down on you whereas you should be able to at least swing a machete okay Bernice what's your theory 
Go for oh, it. My reasons for the machete are the same as the others. Mm. Um, but thinking about this in the last few days, I've decided that ideally what you want is a long distance weapon and a close quarters weapon. So I decided that if I had my choice, I would have a machete or a small axe, since it has more weight behind it, mm. um, and a crossbow. And a crossbow. Ah, okay. Because a crossbow is um, a silent weapon. Okay. Now, with regards to this particular question, we went beyond the liberated regulars, who um, who I can reveal are pretty um, even split, uh, 50-50 on this, except for um, Dave Cook, who went for a hedge trimmer. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> um, but when we were at the Kapow convention, we actually went out and we interviewed people and we spoke to loads of people and asked them what they would choose and I think the results were 50-50 although for the actual tally you're going to have to look at our video supplement to this podcast which will be out shortly where we will show you the answers and tally them up but I think you'll find it's 50-50 you know the most common reason for wielding a shotgun was simply because the people didn't want to get near them and the most common reason for wielding a machete was because you never runs out of bullets. Although the shotgun wielders <coughs> did point out that you could, if you do run out of bullets, you can use the shotgun as a club. Bludgeon. Yes, mm. indeed. Can I just kind of um, expound on what Bernice had started to say, which is the noise issue. Um, I, as I think she quite rightly pointed out, in a lot of zombie fiction, they respond to sound. Mm. They home in on sound. It's for some reason widely regarded that the one thing zombies will retain is some sense of hearing, which is a bit strange. Mm. But um, so on that basis, if a shotgun goes off, it's instantly going to attract more to your position. Yes, that is true. So to summarise, um, we're, we're, what have we established here about how to survive a zombie apocalypse? That we're all fucked. <laughs> I, th- I thought we established that, but this was. But <laughs> unfair. <laughs> so there are, there's, there's pros and cons for for your weapon. You know, I guess it comes down to whether you can handle your weapon. It seems like the open road is the best way to go, and and a pro- procuring some kind of vehicle, preferably a helicopter, maybe a boat, solar powered bicycle, or hovercraft, or hovercraft. Sorry, um, motor mower, which is my <laughs> preferred vehicle. <laughs> So, you know, built-in weaponry is a good way to go. As far as refuge is concerned, we are looking at supermarkets, uh, police stations, prisons, all good. Church. Church seemed, you know, potentially a good idea, yes. And as for whether or not you would save those closest to you, um, the general theory is is don't waste time saving people. I think so, yeah. It depends on the proximity and where you've got to go. Yeah, it's very situation dependent. Mm. But but you, don't waste time saving people. Yeah, but you'd want to you'd want to save a mix if you are planning your contingencies to repopulate. I mean, world. you can only go based on what you do yourself and based on my, you know, obviously rampant desire to eat everybody. <laughs> I would say to you, don't waste your time trying to save me mm. because all you'd be doing is buying yourself an early dinner. <laughs> it's true. Because at the end of the day, if, if the uh, phone network is always supposed to be the first thing that's going to go, um, and you can't coordinate with your loved ones a meeting point, then yeah, you're pretty much you've got to, you've got to hope that they have the same logic that you have and end up somewhere you end up going. 
Well, without cell phones, I can't even organise to meet someone for coffee anymore, so... Another reason why I wouldn't say Venice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that's quite a good place to, to end it. Just to ask the final question, do you think you'd survive the zombie apocalypse, Dan? I think I would survive a couple of months. I don't think years. Gavin, do you think you'd survive the zombie apocalypse? I think I'd probably be similar to Dan. I wouldn't be a long-term survivor. But Venice, do you think you'd survive the zombie apocalypse? I think if I survived the initial days, I'd have a good chance. If I made it out of the city. But only if Facebook remains intact. Only if Facebook is out, I have a cell phone and and I managed to find shame. And you managed to find shame, yes. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty convinced, I'm pretty confident I would survive the zombie apocalypse, but I don't think I'd survive the number of people who'd be trying to take me out first because they'd realise I was a danger to them. (laughs) 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 So in that regard, I'm doomed. Well, I think I think you would uh, you would survive in that you would become a zombie. You'd just be yeah. a really good zombie. You wouldn't survive yeah. as a human. Yeah. So I think maybe everybody's first priority should be zombie apocalypse hits. Get Dennis before he gets you. Yes. Get out of town. Yes, that, I think that's. A very I think good. why we'll lose on that front is that I don't think Dennis even needs to become a zombie. I think no. he'll just say, "Oh fuck it, I'll go with the flow and just start eating people." Do you know, it's funny, man. I'm just going to quickly put this in before we finish. To, to get, I've been thinking about this. So getting out of town, to getting out of town, Sean of the Dead, just pretend to be a zombie. <laughs> Surely that is the way. Problem sure. solved. Problem solved. <laughs> okay, and with that, that's the um, that that's our verdict on the zombie apocalypse. What's on the site this week? I've got a review of iZombie. How appropriate. Going up shortly. It's very good. I highly recommend it. Um, just gone live on the site was my interview with Dylan Moran. And I just have to quickly shoe on the fact that I did ask him the machete shotgun question uh, and he re- responded, could he use a blender? Obviously, he spent his entire time in his kitchen. Gavin, what's up on the side? Some investigation around the current comic scene of the Green Lantern prior to the film release. Um, and of course, for those who haven't seen it already, we have the top 10 kick-ass women in sci-fi and that's nearly all except as promised our dead giveaway we are going to be giving away a copy of the zombie survival guide your complete protection from the living dead by max brooks to the person who can tell us here's the situation it's a zombie apocalypse you've got your backpack you can choose five things to have in your backpack what are those five things and how they will, how will they help you survive? We're looking for the most entertaining, um, uh, imaginative answers. Please send your answers to podcast at liberationfrequency.co.uk. And that's all we've got time for for now. Bernice, where can people find you? Bernice Watson at liberationfrequency.co.uk. Okay, and Dan. Dan at liberationfrequency.co.uk. Gavin. <laughs> Gavin at liberationfrequency.co.uk and on our blogs and and, and I'm here at liberationfrequency.co.uk and with that um, I think that's all we've got thank you very much we'll see you next time bye it's been emotional